Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast, where dudes pretty much just talk dude shit. Another show. Hey, folks, welcome back to the Uncle Heck podcast. Upcoming shows November 12th this weekend, Edmonton, Alberta next week, Texas, Austin, Texas, November 18th, November 22nd, Round Rock, Texas, December 3rd, Plano, Texas, December 29th, Red Deer, Alberta, December 31st, Banff, Alberta for New Year's. Uh, January 1st, Calgary, Alberta for the Danger Room, February 9th and 10th, Thunder Bay, February 16th and 17th, Niagara Falls, Ontario, uh, February 22nd, Frederick 10, New Brunswick, February 23rd slash 24th, St. John, New Brunswick, and February 29th to March 2nd in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Let's get into it. You know what? Uh, I've noticed this since doing shows and whatnot that it's, uh, this audience is very peculiar, you know, they're very, um, I, I don't know the exact word, but there's a, there's a bit, okay? I won't, I'm not going to say the bit cause it doesn't really pertain. It only pertains a small amount to, um, what am I about to say? And one of the things that I find very hilarious about this audience that comes out to the shows is, uh, in the bit, I talk about how, uh, I stopped using the nose candy. I got off the nose candy. Despite how I look, I understand how I, I look like a junkie. I know how I look like. I, I know how I present myself. All the characteristics have lined up. They're right there. And it would, it, it throws you off, right? And I talk about it. Three years, I've been off the nose rockets and uh, got my shit together. And always after the show is folks will be like, congratulations on getting sober. And and I have to be like, well, I didn't get sober. Okay. I, ju- I just got off of the Colombian marching powder. And they're like, yeah, yeah, pretty much sober. Right? <laughs> I don't know if that's how it works, but... Sure, I I guess I I'm a little taken back by when when that's brought up. It 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 makes me laugh actually. It's like congrats on getting sober. You're still getting blackout though, right? You're not a, a full on pussy. And it's like, well, I pick and choose my battles wisely now. You know, I'm not I'm just I'm not just carpet bombing the Middle East for shits and giggles. Like I I like to go on specific missions. You know. I don't just hop in a plane and drop bombs on whoever I want. I don't just like, you know, drop some Jager bombs on my liver every goddamn Friday, Saturday night. But I, I, I'll pick an event and that's the one where I'm going to get destroyed. That's where we go in and, and we create some ruckus. It's too tough. I'm a falling apart here. Jesus Christ. You know, um, I'm getting, I got a pinched nerve in my back. I feel like I'm fucking 80 years old. I'm walking around. I'm like, I got a hunch. I got to like hunch. I'm stretching. It's like, fuck, I just missed that uh, youthfulness, you know, of just shooting out of bed and nothing. Oh, my knee hurts. And it could be like a torn MCL and I still go and compete in martial arts, play beer league. It didn't matter. Now, like nobody tells you, nobody prepares you in this in this life, in this book of life, that that there are stages of where your body starts to just decompose. And it doesn't matter how athletic you are or how often you go to the gym, how clean you eat. It doesn't those those factors mean nothing. Your body just falls apart. I don't get it. It's stupid. You know? Do I wish I would have been, you know, been a little more cautious on the things that I was doing as a spry, youthful little little nephew hack. No, not entirely. I was still would have carried on down that same path, but it's like, holy hell, you know, why? Why? What's in the, in the adrenochrome? 
And how do I get my, does it, does it knock all this shit off? Do my bones not hurt once it gets to like minus 10? You know, what's in the adrenochrome? Put it on the stores and the shelves of Walmart. If it's keeping a guy like fucking George Clooney looking like a million bucks, you know, a guy like Brad Pitt that just still can soak some hole at the rotten age of, what is he, like 80? He's got to be a, he's got to be a fucking geezer, but he looks phenomenal. Bottle the adrenochrome. Put it in the pharmacy section of Walmart, you know? Why can't we? We've been hearing about it. A lot of us know about it. The conspiracy theorists know about it. It's like, ah, that's how all the celebrities keep themselves young. They scare the shit out of the kids and drain the blood out of them. All in the sewers out in New York. They got their breeding kids. They're stealing them out of hotel rooms. And, you know, I say that in a condescending tone and like a mocking tone. So that way this video doesn't get taken off of YouTube. Because <laughs> I am a shill. But I say that in that tone is because, you know, we, the markings are all on the wall. You know, it's right there in front of us. And, and I want to believe that it's true, but it's difficult at the same time. It's like, how do they stay so young? And then it, you, you hear the clips on Ellen DeGeneres where it was like, what was her uh, Miss Congeniality? Whatever the fuck her name is, is talking and be like, well, it's made out of uh, foreskin. The cream I put on my face is made out of foreskins. It keeps me young. And it's like, pardon the fuck me. What did she just say? What the hell did she just say? She's rubbing kids dick skin on her fucking face. What? the hell is going on up there? And then you try to, and then you go down the route of adrenochrome and you're like, you try to explain it to somebody and you're like, listen, they're drinking the kid's blood. That's what they're doing. And you don't have no hard evidence, but it's like, yes, that's believable. Right after Miss Congeniality went on Ellen and tells us that she's rubbing fucking kid's dick skin on her face. You're like, it's right there. Why can't I have some? Why can't I have some? Does it get rid of pinched nerves in my back? That's when I start leaning towards their, their side, you know? That's when they start getting my attention is when it benefits me and I can have it in, in, my, in my little biological makeup, you know? I don't need to look young. I'm not looking to be a supermodel or anything. I just want my body to feel good. That's it. I don't need to be... So, <laughs> Waltzing around Hollywood with, uh, you know, the looks of a fucking 25-year-old when I'm 56. I'm not really interested in that. I just want my body to feel good. If the adrenochrome is doing that, give me a few bottles. I don't even know. Do you package it? Do you got to, like, do you got to bite the kid like a vampire and suck it right out of the bloodstream? I'm not really interested in doing that. But if it, if it gets rid of this pinched nerve, I mean, come on. I'll try it. I'll try it out. I'm not going to feel good about it, you know? I'm not going to feel great that I just sunk my teeth into an infant so that way my fucking nervous system can have a little break and I can grab about eight hours of sleep. That would be great. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out of my way to do it, but if like one of those Illuminati parties just happens to prop up in my neighborhood, and they're like, listen, you wanna you wanna feel great? You wanna feel good. Why is this doing that? The set is falling apart. If you wanna feel great, come into my garage. We got these Guatemalan children we got from uh well, Guatemala. <laughs> they're here for human sacrifice. And it's like, well, is this kind of like, you know boiling lobsters you know, I can boil a lobster but I don't know if I can bite a kid and listen to it scream is so like well they're no they're like no we're gonna scare the hell out of them oh nice we're pranking them yeah well kinda then what then once they're scared and their adrenaline is peaking that's when we feast on the kid and it's like oh my god oh boy 
Now, what are the benefits to this? Is this like a timeshare where I'm going to be stuck in this and I got to keep coming back, you know? Is that what this is? What's going on here? I'm about to snap. I'm about to snap. This thing's blinking behind me, you know? Is that what the, the adrenochrome is? Is it like timeshares? All of a sudden you sign up, you're stuck in this shit for five years and you can't get on. Oh, fuck, I'm stuck. I would love to go watch Thursday night football with you, Bill, but I got to go to the Illuminati meeting. And he's like, what are you talking about? Well, fuck, I was walking by one day. My back wasn't feeling good. I went in this guy's garage and he goes, we can take care of that, but... We did some stuff that I wouldn't really want to talk about publicly, especially in a sports bar like this, you know? Maybe I'll invite you and I can have a friend there. I'll see if there's any memberships opening up. And then they're... They're, they're all like, Hey, what do you mean? Four years? You got to dedicate four years of your life to this shit? It's crazy. You can tell I've been making money because we're drinking bubblies these days. <laughs> That's how you know uh, your boys made it. We went and bought a bubbly. <laughs> oh, why aren't you drinking beer on the stream? Because it's 11 in the fucking morning. That's why. Spilling all over myself. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where I'm at right now with the, with the adrenochrome. But uh Another thing is like in the past, we talked about the female bodybuilder. Well, I, I, that's me being woke. Uh, the transgender female bodybuilder out of Lethbridge that was taunting all the women. Well, now the women are upset. Uh, one of them is now being punted or at least almost banned from Canadian powerlifting because she spoke up against the transgender. And well, the, they, they, they had her on Pierce Morgan. And uh, they ask her a specific question that I found quite interesting that, that piqued my interest. So we're going to dive into that uh, as long as they're not going to hit us with an ad. Here we go. Now, they almost banned this woman. What is? Oh, we're back to this. One day, I tell you, one day we're going to have a studio, a producer, all sorts of shit that you cannot imagine. All these things that, that uh, a podcast should have. Computers that work. Internet speeds that, that make sense. It's just, you know, you love to just watch... Somebody fail in front of your eyes, but just play the fucking video. That shit popping up, unresponsive. This is a uh, you know, these are the things that I have to deal with on this show. We try to run the best show, but it falls apart right in front of our eyes. You know, right before you, uh, you, you try to just have, bring a great show to the fucking. And there we go. Oh, snap. Something went wrong. Displaying the web page. Is it this piece of shit computer? We're trying. We're trying out here. It's not even playing on this one. God almighty. Smite me. Fucking smite me. <laughs> oh, God. Kill me. All right, I guess we're not talking about, uh, we're not talking about the female bodybuilder. Well, there was a piece in there and she goes, is Canada woke? The interviewer goes, is Canada woke? She asked this. And then the female bodybuilder is like, well, you know, kind of, kind of, yeah, you know, 
On International Women's Day, the Prime Minister tweets, trans, or, trans women are women. That's where we're at, you know. That's the state of Canada, which makes it a goofy country. We're a goofy country. It's a, it's a little bit of like, it's, it, it's, you know those roadside attractions that you see when you're on holiday? And it's like, it's the fantasy land. And you're like, oh, maybe I'll take the kids there. You know? And in your, your dumb little kid brain, you think like, wow, this is going to be an amazing little fantasy land place. And then you go through there and it's the statues are from fucking 1962. No updates, no rides. You just walk around and look at shit. You know, it's supposed to be a roadside attraction. And I get it. You can't put too much faith in something where the sign is missing a board. You can't put too much faith in, in into a roadside attraction like that, you know? And when you get there and you get the kids out and you're like, this is just, for you, it's just like you're, you're stopping just to get out of the fucking car. So, you know, how long are we having? You got the kids in your ear. You're about to lose your fucking mind. So you stop at this thing and let it go and burn some energy off. You don't really care about it. That's like Canada right now on the world stage. It's a roadside attraction. And even our politicians are are treating it like that. You know, they're, they're cashiers at a fucking roadside attraction. That's about as great as this place is ever going to get. And I know it's a, it's very, uh, I don't, what would be the perfect word for that? It's very ignorant, I guess, to, for me as a Canadian to look at my own country, but it's true. You know, it's true. Melissa Lanceman a conservative MP who's Jewish and gay. What's your third strike? <laughs> Anyways, uh, she comes out, I demand Hamas to let go of these prisoners. I demand Hamas. Tweets this, I might say. Doesn't go out, no video, no. I demand Hamas to release those prisoners. And it's, First off, the audacity of believing that even Hamas is, is you know, paying attention to you is, is hilarious. It's hilarious that, that this idiot is, is thinking to herself, yes, Hamas is, they're dialed into my fucking Twitter account, X account, whatever. They are they are dialed right in. They're ready to go. They're they're so I don't know where these idiots get off. You know, they're sitting here trying to tell us that uh they got this under control. And then they do moves like that. It's like the, yeah, you know what? We just repainted the snow white, which is going to be great. You're going to see the snow white and it's going to be phenomenal. Once you see the the, 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 the the fresh lacquer on the Snow White that we have at this roadside attraction that, you know, this is merely just a roadside turnoff to let your kids run around and piss on all of our ornaments. We don't really care, right? We pretend to care, but quite honestly, I'm not getting off my ass at this little cashier stoop that's, a, that's basically the size of an outhouse. With a nice little window in. I'm too I'm too locked into a podcast right now to give a shit that the kids are destroying the seven dwarves over there in the corner. Cause that's like all it is. It's all these fairy tales. Oh, look at this. We got Goldilocks and the three little bears over here. Look at this. Smokey the bear telling me not to litter and smoke cigarettes in the forest. What a peach. Dad is over there. He's just like he's speaking of smoking cigarettes. He hasn't even left the f fucking bumper of the f the the front of the car. He's leaned up against that, just hauling on cigarettes. Mom is out there pretending to give a shit, like she's amused as much as the kids. The father blankly stares into the sun, as if like this is what I work so hard for. This is what I, I work so hard to have arguments with my wife on a four-hour road trip. 
only to pull over and look at this fucking fairy tale fantasy fucking land. And I don't even have the gull to go in there with my own children. You know, I skipped the boys trip this year to Arizona where we were going to golf and go to a Cardinals game in the midst of winter up here. So that way I can drive to Kelowna with my family and we stop in fucking Fairmont to look at the roadside attraction that, you know, it cost me $75 to let my three kids and wife go run around a fucking place that, you know, I can buy better ornaments and set something equally as nice up in my backyard for probably the same amount of money. But here I am, a father that's broken inside, staring off into the sun, hoping that it blinds me so I'd never have to fucking view any of this shit again. I, I, I... I push my feelings deep down into my soul. I don't speak my mind. I'm merely a shell of myself. In fact, I wish that this place was taken uh, just slightly more seriously. So when someone like Melissa Lanceman tweets out Hamas, I demand you to release the fucking prisoners. Hamas says, bring it and I can enlist. I know I'm a little old. I know I'm a little outdated. I know I don't have any adrenochrome to fix my back. But my God, I would much rather have bullets whizzing past my ears than to have the, 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 the screeching of children fighting from the backseat of a Montana minivan because they can't figure out how to get the videotape or the DVD, I should say in the fucking DVD player so they'll shut the fuck up and just watch Frozen for the ninth time on this road trip. I would jump on a grenade. I would. Not for this country. Not to, not to save democracy or defeat a terrorist organization. Just to delete myself from this planet. And that's where I sit. And when this episode comes out, <laughs> I just want to come out and say, happy Remembrance Day, folks. When you're sitting there driving in the car and thinking to yourself, boy, oh boy, I really wish there was a war. Just remember there's guys that went to war. And you have one day, one day you just got to get up off your ass. You know, there's a nice little jar with a tray of poppies that you can slide two bucks into. And put your little poppy on and feel good about yourself. You can walk around not even really knowing what the organization's really about. Where's the money's going? If it's stolen, does it even get back to the veterans? Who gives a shit? You know, you don't care. You put the poppy on to feel good. Show everybody you care. You know, that's what you do. You put the poppy on to make sure everybody knows that you put $2 in a jar at the front counter at a Tim Hortons and it makes you feel good even though there's veterans coming out you know missing limbs they're going on television asking politicians what what what's going on here I'm just asking for a little bit of help I just want a little bit of help I got my fucking limbs blown off in a country I didn't even want to go to only to come to find out that we were in there for financial fucking interest not because we wanted to spread a, a democracy into Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, none of these places. No, 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 no. I'm just asking for a little bit of help. I just need a little bit of help. Well, it's more than we can give right now. That's great. Should I, should I blow off another arm? Will that get your attention? No? Okay. Well, thank God. Thank God from November 1st to November 11th, everybody goes out and puts on a poppy just so I can feel good about myself because nothing feels good like feelings. Nothing solves problems like feelings, you know? You can, you can go out and put your poppy on, smile at a veteran and be like, thank you for your service. And they're like, listen, I'm severely depressed, okay? I've asked the government for 
you know, not a lot of help, just a little bit. Just a little bit of help. But if I say anything against the government, they deny me of what, what funds that I, I am rightfully, I, I'm rightfully, well, I don't know where to go with that. Fuck. That I should acquire, but I don't. Because I'm outspoken. I've said some shit. I'm not very happy. So they make my life a little more difficult. And they remove that little fund, that little little paycheck that helps me out, covers my rent. Because God forbid, you know, why, why would you want to help the guy out that went and fucking made it easier for you to have uh, financial interests in a foreign land? <laughs> why would you want to do that? It's fucking unbelievable, you know? I seen one of them tweet that it's starting to look like 1930s Germany out there. In a poverty sense? In a poverty sense? What are we talking about? In a poverty sense? Are the people a little broken? They're broke right now? That's what I said in the last episode. If you give the if you made the people wealthy, if you made the people wealthy, you gave them jobs. That's all you gotta do. Boom, get an oil boom going again. Everybody will all be out buying bullshit. You remember? Because it affects every little industry, right? You know, we look right now, in times like this, we look at all the bullshit jobs and we wonder, why would anybody want to do those? And then when a boom happens and there's a financial rise in the, or I guess a, the, the buying power rises for the everyday Canadian you start to see everybody else thrive. You know, you get idiots that go into fucking nightclubs and start throwing around two, three hundred dollars. You get fucking dum-dums going for brunch, dropping five, six hunch. And then that waitress is able to put herself through school and we educate the public. We need dumb people that go and do all the fucking, and I'm not saying everybody's dumb that's out in the oil patch. Don't fucking misconstrue my words right now. What I'm saying is like, we need people that just look at books and think this is gay. I don't want to read that. Give me a fucking wrench. That's all I need. I, I got a body. Let me just use, let me trade my body for hours and a wage. That's it. I don't want to go and study shit. Right now, we're not there. You know, the dumb people need the buying. And I mean like, I mean that respectfully. I mean that respectfully. I I know the economy is good when you you see the guy that that scraped by high school and he's rolling around in a fine ass 2023 Dodge Duramax, lifted to the sky with a sled deck on it, and it cost him two hundred thousand dollars. And he's going just bought a new truck, and it's like, did you buy it though? You're financing it. I think that's. I get it. They seen you come in and they're like, hey, we're going to have to put, your credit isn't so great. We're going to have to put 20% uh, interest on that. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. I'm making 10 grand a month. And they're like, great. Sign on the line. Sign this dotted line. We'll get all those little nicks and nannies or whatever the fuck you want in there. You need a new stereo system? You want subwoofers? No problem. You need a trailer hitch on it? We're going to have to put the tow package on it. Because a guy like you, <laughs> a guy like you is going to want a trailer. And my friend, my friend sells some of the finest fifth wheels you'll ever fucking see. And he's like, yeah. Send me his fucking number. We're spending money today. Look at this. All right. Bodybuilders. Bodybuilding. What is happening in the bodybuilding universe, right? This is, this is what I'm talking about with Canada. We got it solved. We got to go back about maybe not, maybe not. Are you kidding me right now? 
Why is this? Oh, what? Canada, I mean, I'm not going to use the expression woke. Sweet dear Lord above me. Today might be the day I have a fucking meltdown. Today just might be the fucking day I have a goddamn meltdown. You know? It just so... Why did we only get that for a fucking second? It's a great day to be a podcaster in Canada. Cause it has been ongoing for the last year. Do you think this is a specific difference between the US and Canada or other countries in Canada? Is Canada particularly inclusive when it comes to this? Yeah, that's the thing is, um, Canada, I mean, I'm not going to use the expression woke, but I mean, we have a prime minister here, Justin Trudeau, who actually on International Women's Day tweeted that trans women are women. <laughs> so there's our leadership of the country. Um, but no, Canada is very, um, I guess, very lenient with, with policies. Like you mentioned, our policy, basically, you do not need any proof. My boyfriend could basically walk in tomorrow, identify as a female, compete, and then the next day, you don't know, go back to being a man again. No proof, no ID required. Just basically going on how you feel that day or whatever gender you... It is fun right now because there is this pushback. In the beginning, we were like kind about it, right? We didn't think it was going to affect us that much. And when I say us, I, I mean women. You know, because there's no trans dudes that are just swapping uh, and going and playing in the NHL. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Maybe it will, maybe it won't, but not particularly in this moment. So this pushback is kind of hilarious. Like they didn't see this coming. You didn't think it through. We were You're using feelings rather than like really thinking this all the way through because I will give credit where it's due. If you're an athlete, a male athlete, and you're kind of bottom of the pack and you're thinking to yourself like, God damn it, you know, it'd be great to feel the podium. What does the podium feel like? And then and all of a sudden this golden door opens. It's like, oh, and you look over and it's like, oh, I just got to turn into a woman. Huh. Do I got to chop my cock off? They're like, no, fuck no. Tuck it back. What do you mean? Just do what Buffalo Bill did. Are you serious? Yes. I don't have to chop the cock off and I can go and fucking be a woman. Yes. Huh. All right, well, I'll give this a go. And then you go and just crush it, you know, like Leah Thomas just crushing the NCAA swimming fucking whatever she was in, the, the breaststroke going out there and, and, and mopping up. And then everybody's looking around like, how about the fucking, it took a year, year or two before we were like, no, actually it took a little longer than that. You know, it was still like, oh yeah, she's great. And then finally they're like, all right, we've had enough. Okay. It was cute in the beginning. It was fun in the beginning. I felt inclusive, but now you can fuck off. Well, I'm a woman now. Oh, how dare you? And it is, it is fun when, when female bodybuilding, you know, as we've said this, this is an old joke. We're recycling it. It's like, they're knocking on the door of it. Mike, they're pretty close. They're pretty close to being a dude. Female bodybuilders, just jacked. But they're still women, you know. We got to, still women. We'll call them women. Some, some fellas like getting thrown around by a muscular lady. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I, I'm just saying I haven't yet. Maybe there's a lady out there that puts me in a full Nelson and just ragdolls me around in a living room. And I'm like, well, fuck, I haven't been this hard since I was 13. Hello, dear. <laughs> hey, I guess you're wondering where I've been. 
want to identify as. Yeah, remind our viewers just a few months ago, a uh, powerlifting coach, Avi Silverberg, actually did this, uh, went into a competition, I think, in Canada and basically competed as a man and smashed it. Here he is. And he didn't say, I'm a woman, or maybe he did just to get past the uh, the regulations. But did it? I believe this was in Lethbridge. Really, April, didn't he? That um, a man can just walk into a competition and just trounce, trounce everyone there. But let's make a distinction here with. What she's talking about right there is uh, that guy went in after that. I'm, I'm almost 100% that was in Lethbridge. Don't, don't quote me if I'm wrong. Gay. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, that took place in Lethbridge and this guy was kind of fed up with it as well and was like, okay, well, if this idiot's going to go in there, then I'm just going to, I'm going to crush that, uh, that trans woman's records. I believe that was one of the things, what uh, was happening there. All right. Well, anyways, after that debacle of that riff and trying to sort everything out, we got great news for you folks. Uh, especially those living in Canada, it's about to get, it's, the streets are about to get a little cleaner, okay? Get this. So, our first actual article all the way from Vice News. <laughs> Canada will legalize medically assisted uh, dying for eligible people addicted to drugs. Solution, problem solution. Get half the country addicted to fentanyl and then... You just present them, hey, listen, it's going to be hard to get off this shit. It's going to be grueling. It's going to suck. Why don't we just inject you with a new substance that's going to wipe you out? That's going to make you feel good, wouldn't it? You know, you're a burden to society. And I don't think like a lot of people are, are, are quite going to, I don't think anybody's going to jump up and disagree with this. Honestly, it is sad. It is wild. It is up here. This is a loony. This is what I mean when I say it's a fucking goofy place. It's somewhere where you pull it off to the side. The, the roadside attraction is the only way to describe Canada as a whole right now. You know, it's like, hey, we got half, half the fucking country is addicted to pills and we don't know what to do about it. And it's like, well, we just introduced this new program that we've been offering to veterans, those uh, with cancer, those like, you know, with a terminally ill disease that, you know what, might as well shorten it up. You're a strain on the medical system. And as we know, we have a social system here and it's costing us a little money to, uh, to have you just sit in this bed and take up space you know so we're whatever we can do to speed up the process for you to exit the earth that would be great now now we're seeing it now they've like let's further this a little bit you know toronto vancouver every major city the downtown core is just basically a homeless encampment for fucking fentanyl addicts and I'm not saying all of them are fentanyl addicts, but I remember homeless guys not uh, doing the Black Beetle challenge. You know, they were they were busy doing things. They kind of left. I remember I grew up in the era where homeless guys were kind of drunks. Some of them were violent at times, not really, but they just they had their shopping cart and they were just hammered. Couldn't quite get off the bottle. And now they're like falling asleep, standing up in the middle of a crosswalk. It's insane. It is insane. And, and no one knows what to do. But Canada, can't, to leave it to Canada, the Looney Tune fucking country that it is, to come up with this grand idea to just, why don't we just medically suicide them? We'll just, we'll help them die and, hor and harvest their organs. Canada will legally uh, will legalize medically assisted uh, dying for people who are addicted to drugs next spring in a move some drug users and activists are calling eugenics. Uh, totally. The country's medical assistance in dying, the MAIDS program, which came into effect in 2016, will be expanded next March to give access to people whose sole medical condition is mental illness, which can include substance use disorders. Besides the changes, uh, uh, before the changes take place, however, a special parliamentary committee on MAID 
will regroup to scrutinize the rollout of the new regulations, according to the Toronto Star. Uh, currently, people are eligible for MAID if they have grievous and irremediable medical condition, such as serious illness or disability that has put them in an advanced state of irreversible decline and caused uh, enduring physical or psychological suffering, including mental illness. There you have it. This is the only way that they can clean up the streets. You know, everybody got mad over at uh, D- Premier Daniel Smith is like, I don't want to say she's forcing people to go and get sober and clean themselves up in, in this little community that they, they've just built uh, somewhere in central Alberta, I believe. And, and uh, Daniel Smith is the premier. Uh, if you're in America, basically the, the governor of the state, the governor. And she, she kind of had a controversial method, but when, then he, you get the progressives, right? This is their idea of like cleaning up the streets. Someone like Danielle is like, we can probably put these fuckers, you know, pipe fitters. They're going to pipe fitter school. That's how you dupe them. Hey, you know, fucking, you're an addict. Why don't we go fucking throw you in central Alberta at pipe fitter school? And they're like, pipe fitter school? You'd say he's pipe and they're like, oh, crack pipe. And you're like, yeah, something like that. We'll throw you in the pipe fitter school, get you sober, and we'll send you up to Fort Mac to get a new addiction. That's what we'll do. We'll send you out there with other idiots that, that have some sort of substance abuse and you'll be relapsing in no time. And we'll just put you through the program. We'll cycle you through. If we do it correctly, every four months, we'll have a new batch of pipe fitters getting shipped up to Fort Mac. And then they'll come down here and uh, this program, it, 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 will, um, it will make it easier to justify why we got to keep throwing funds at this program. And then I get some kickbacks. It'll be good for everybody. Not just you, not just me, not just the public. We'll get the crackheads off the streets. The downtown will be nice again. They go up to Fort Mac. They do a little pipe fitting in, in, uh, at Suncor. Then uh, once they relapse, then you send them back down to central Alberta. And it's just a vicious cycle. The downtown cores are safe again. People can go out in public. You don't got to worry about getting stabbed over uh, you know, uh, a fucking... Uh, a pair of sunglasses that are going to be sold to a pawn shop later that afternoon for the next fix. No, they'll have jobs. We got to get the addicts having jobs. It makes more sense. But then on the other side, you know, when it gets too far, you get out in a place like Vancouver, then the, the cost of living is way too high. You're like, Hey, we can't really do the pipe fitter scheme out here. So we're kind of left to just injecting these people with a lethal substance that'll fucking Wipe them out. We'll wipe them out. We'll just get rid of the tents. You know, some of these premiers would probably love to just go down there with a flamethrower and burn them to a crisp, but that's a little inhumane. Shoving a needle in their vein and just putting them to sleep forever. That's, you know, that shows we care. Because we're going we're gonna to use an alcohol wipe before we put it in. We're going to wipe the, the skin surface clean before we shove that in and make this person die. So there's something you can look forward to in this country, in this Looney Tune country. The streets will be safe again. People will be able to go downtown and not have their car broken into over uh, 18 cents sitting in a, in a fucking cup holder. Because you left your tums sitting there and they mistake them, you know, some sort of heartburn medication sitting in your council. You won't get your side window smashed out because we'll be injecting them with the maid's juice and getting rid of them immediately. So there's some good news for you. Other good news, folks. See, I know many of you have probably, uh, you know, you, you went down this alley. You, you, you refused to get the vax. Right, you, you you didn't you didn't get the juice in you. I was an idiot. I I got it. I got two of them. So my jizz is not worth anything. But look at this. Wait till you hear this fucking headline. 
This is a tasty one. Get the fuck out of here. Exclusive. Demand for unvaxxed sperm spikes. We called it. Women are turning to shady Facebook groups looking for donors who refuse to get the COVID shot. Uh, Jonathan Rinaldi started his own unvaccinated sperm donor Facebook group. The group perpetuates false beliefs that COVID shot affects fertility. Um, despite like news coming out that uh, this is there's been an increase of um, infertil- er, an in- increase in, in infant deaths. <laughs> oh, this is great. This is this is one of those articles you read and you're like, yes, this is, we, we live in a fucking North America is just, you know, Canada is a roadside attraction to like the main event that you're trying to get to like a Disneyland or a Disney World in the States. You know, you just kind of pop in to see what's going on just to break up the trip a little bit only to get to America where the real action is happening. You know, they got mall shootings with, with fucking schizophrenics. They got the real McCoy. Up here is just, it's silliness. It's all silliness, you know. We got the addicts. We're going to pump them full of the mage juice, get rid of them, and uh, harvest their organs to the, to the Chinese. We got, you know, we got our politicians thinking that we wield some sort of power on the world state. I demand it. You know, you listen to, it's like a security guard at a roadside attraction. That's what the politicians, they start throwing around demands and nobody, cause these, these fucking places are always 30 miles out of the fucking closest town. Right? So you're not really attracting anybody who really is going to take this job serious. And you get somebody that does. And you're like, get the fuck away from me. You know, you imagine a security guard at a at a fantasy world roadside attraction. Not exactly some of you would think is going to be that intimidating. And you're correct. It's almost like a mall security guard. Can't quite pass the cop test. So what do you do? I walk around the mall with a flashlight and tell people to knock it off. And hopefully, you know, I get some big action that day and a drunk stumbles in and I can speed bag him in the loading dock bay, you know? I can boot fuck them in a loading dock bay because I know where all the camera spots are. And this specific one cannot see me laying the boots to a drunk. That's what I hope. That's the action. And then somebody walks in that's doing something that you don't really agree with, but it's not quite breaking the law, but you're like those little nerds. It's almost like, you remember when uh, the mask mandate was on and these nerds would be like, put your mask on and be like, fuck you, do try me, try me. And these nerds, oh, well, I'm going to have to call the cops. Exactly. Suck my dick. Get out of my way. I get it. You fucking watched enough Marvel movies that you think you're some sort of superhero right now. But if you don't get out of my way, I'm going to lay you the fuck out. Those are the people that are probably similar to the security at the roadside attraction. We brought that up numerous times. But uh, it is a goofy land. Nobody should take this serious. That's the politicians. You know, they are security that nobody, nobody in their right mind reads that as a threat. I demand Hamas release these prisoners right now. You got 15,000 followers on Twitter. Nobody gives a shit what you have to say. There are, there are idiots in Saskatchewan that have a bigger fan base and a much broader reach than you'll ever have. And you sit in the House of Commons and have zero influence on the citizens that you represent. And then you tweet some fucking shit like that, like you're going to put the fear of God into a terrorist organization. A lesbian Jew. And that really has nothing to do with it. it more so fa- it's more so the fact that a woman is trying to, hey, Hamas, knock it off. And they're like, whoa, oh, shit. No fucking superwoman was at the head of the table up there in Canada. I think we better probably let him go. Let him go. We don't want any problems with that old witch. Imagine she shows up here on her broomstick and starts dropping cinder blocks from that thing. We're outmatched. That's all it is. That's that's the Canadian Air Force now is Melissa Lanceman on a goddamn broomstick flying over the Gaza Strip dropping cinder blocks. She just swoops down, grabs a nice boulder, and drops it in a new place. And that's what's destroying the Gaza Strip right now. Thank, can you imagine that? That's the Canadian Air Force. 
Our infantry, let's not go there. It's just Doug Ford in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> That's all, with a megaphone, because that nothing will get people out of an area faster than listening to that fat idiot talk. You just put him in a wheelbarrow with Jason Kenny behind him. And those two fat morons go down the street, give, give either one of them a megaphone, and you'll clear out a crowd, no problem. You're like, oh, God, what is he saying? Oh, yeah, we're just out here trying to shovel the snow so that way we can show everybody that we're good people. We're good people out here in Toronto. And it's like, get this fucking idiot away from me. I'm trying to enjoy my day. I was on my way to get a chai latte, and now this fucking asshole right here. I was going to get a smile cookie at the, at the fucking Tim Hortons. Support the kids, but this guy right here just, oh, God, it makes me not want to support. The kids should get out of here. That's what they should be doing. And why is he in a wheelbarrow? It's like, oh, well, first off, this is uh, this is uh, part of the tank division. This is all we have left ever since, since we uh, so shipped everything over to, to the goddamn Ukraine and then it got blown to pieces by Russian fucking drones. We didn't really update uh, any of our equipment, you know. Over here, we're too busy trying to monitor our own citizens, but they keep outsmarting us, and I don't understand how. Just, uh, yeah, so, you need anybody? <laughs> That's how they evacuate everybody in the Gaza Strip. Doug Ford's over there. Oh, hey, how's it going, everybody? They're like, oh, Doug Ford? They even know who he is. Doug Ford? Ugh. All right, we'll go to Egypt. Fuck. As long as I don't have to get on a fucking plane with that guy and go to Toronto, I'll go to Egypt. I'll go to the south end of this made-up state. I don't know. Fuck. Anyways. Good news, everybody. Unvaxxer, uh, unvaxxer, anti, never mind. Let's just read the article. Let's, let's struggle with the article. Anti-vaccine sentiment has infected almost every part of America after the COVID pandemic, from academia to politics. But the anti-vax movement appears to have now uh, appears to have now infiltrated the world of online sperm donation, where wannabe wa mothers wannabe <laughs> mothers seek out samples from men who refuse to take the COVID shot. Da Jonathan David Rinaldi, dubbed the Sperminator, Come on, man. was a prolific donor for years on the Facebook group Sperm Donation USA, the largest sperm donation group in America. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. But after seeing the massive increase in requests from uh, for sperm from unvaccinated donors, he broke off and started his own splinter group exclusively for the anti-vax genius. This is hilarious. One of the ads, any donors in the Alabama slash surrounding area, non-COVID shot, STD free and blue eyes. <laughs> Maybe we are in 1930s uh, Germany. Uh, AI method only. Artificial insemination method only. <laughs> You're not going to fuck my wife. Put it in the turkey baster and I'll fucking, I'll squeeze her full. My wife and I are looking to grow our family and I hope to find someone that favors her looks. God. These have to be lesbians. Is that a guy? Well, they blurred the face so we can't quite see and the name. This is insane. What's worse? Would you rather sit there and watch your wife be fucked by somebody or her be artificially inseminated with somebody else's jizz? It's kind of the same at this point, but I feel like I feel like the, a, the getting inseminated is slightly worse. There's something, there's something about it. There, it leaves a looming feeling. Because you can, you know, 
Some people get off on the fact of watching their wives be fucked, and a lot of people don't. And, and hey, different strokes for different folks. If you're one of those guys out there that likes that, who gives a shit what anybody has to say? Quite honestly, there's dudes out there that'll fuck her for you, and you can watch, kick your feet up, and enjoy yourself. You know? It exists. And, and we're always, aren't we a fucking cock? And I mean, if you're trying to present yourself as like an alpha male, well, who's that guy, that Sneeko fella? Once in, they, they went to a swingers party and did a little swap. And then everybody labeled him a cuck. And it's like, I don't think that's cucking. Cucking is, is different. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good little term to yell at somebody. It's a good little term to yell at somebody get under their skin if you're like, you're a cuck. And they're like, I'm not a fucking cuck, dude. I'm fuck you. I'm not a cuck. You know? But this is crazy. Are they selling the jizz? Or is it just kind of like, this is the guy? Oh my God, of course. He's exactly what I thought he'd look like. He looks like a fucking insurance salesman that takes it too serious and goes to those events and be like, you got to wake up at 6 a.m. in the fucking morning. Make sales, sales, sales. This is crazy. The group has almost 250 members and has helped many people successfully start families. The members range from young professionals, gay couples, to single women from both the U.S. and the U.K. Most offer their sperm for free. Okay, there we go. They're just swapping jizz. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, has repetitively stated that there is no evidence that the COVID-19 vaccines affect fertility and studies involving tens of millions of people have indicated the shot is safe. That's all right. I don't trust big government. This is crazy. This is, this is, this is great. So you can start your own little army. You remember those fucking, that guy that was uh, the sperm doc doctor that just, he was put pumping his jizz into everybody. Did you ever watch that documentary? Come to find out that people were learning that they like there was a spider web of fucking cousins and all this shit. I'm related to this guy. This this guy just he was a he was a fertility doctor that uh, would just pump these ladies full of his jizz and be like, yeah, don't worry, we got your old man's jizz, and then he'd go and whack off, get a fresh batch. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Guess what? It's time. It's time. We got to get into it. We got to get into it. We got to talk about some things that are on the minds of you, the listener. And I know it's tough out there. That's why we have hate mail. That's why we put this... In the show. That's why we have this segment. And you can email me with your hate mail on whether or not it's uh, audio. You can record a voice recording and just email that if you'd like to hear your own voice on this show. I know some people love to hear themselves talk, especially myself, uh, which is why I run a show like this. Maybe you don't want you want me to fucking struggle through some of these half-written sentences and these run-on fucking... You know what I'm talking about. Uncle Hack at DangerCats.tv. You can write to me some hate mail. We can enjoy ourselves. I'll read it on here. One guy sent me something quite inter interesting that we're going to go and uh, take a look at. Uh, first is uh, right here. Open. Open sesame. So... This guy sends this in for, uh, this is quite fun, okay? Uh, is Uncle Hack from the Danger Cats a cool guy? This guy asks ChatGPT. ChatGPT responds with, Uncle Hack is a stage name used by the comedian and content creator Tyler Morrison, who is known for his involvement with the YouTube channel Danger Cats. Whether someone finds Uncle Hack or Tyler Morrison to be a cool guy is subjective and a matter of personal opinion. People's perceptions of individuals vary. And what one person finds cool, another may not. It, ultimate, uh, it ultimately depends on individual preferences and values. This is great. 
Have I personally met Tyler Morrison before? No, I have not. But I, uh, I just want to come out and say, enjoy the ride, my friend. I'm going to get away with a lot by chat GPT thinking that I am you. So if you start not getting booked over maybe some strong opinions about a war that's taking place in a specific location, I'm not going to name which one, you're welcome. I saved you. <laughs> I did find that quite funny. Tyler Morrison. Another Canadian comic that has to crumble beneath me and my stupidity. You, you shall feel the wrath of hell. All right, our first piece of hate mail. Hack, I appreciate it when you belch. Check your phone messages and Google search while live streaming. It helps us to realize that you are not immortal, but simply a normal man with the second best YouTube channel in the world, second only to Craig Blackmer's YouTube channel. Yes, you heard it correctly. Almost as good as the amazing Craig Blackmer wheelchair bear on YouTube and Odyssey. Thank you for being number two, the silver medalist, second best and the best loser. There is no reason why you shouldn't have 5 million subs. And the same goes for Craig Blackmere. It's a damn shame, isn't it, Craig? What a great way to promote yourself on a channel. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. That makes me happy. Using something to your advantage. Very, very smart of you. I like that a lot. Hello, Uncle Hack, you flat earth fuck. All right. That's what I'm talking about. Well, to start off my rant, we shall reflect on the Luke Combs dressing motherfucker that wrote the first hate mail last week. No shit. Immigrants are a huge pain and the ass in the ass. Okay. And the other country, uh, other countries' wars are a pain in the pocketbook. I hail from BC and you people are fucking immigrants in my book fucking ontario i bet if you asked ever shit dick tight pants office working fucks where he was from he would say ontario you people are a virus tell a friend and stay in your faggy liberal province we don't want you and never had second quit phrase or quit praising this piece of shit it can barely read and nah, it nah, and it know fuck all about politics. What Jesus Christ, it can barely read and it know fuck all about politics. This guy can barely write and he's coming at me about my reading. It's also most likely had a dick buried in its ass to due to random orgies in Buttfuckville. The shit's gotta stop. It's fucking hate mail. Not Pat the penis tester on the blackmail. <laughs> Speaking of that, that second fuck last week used dick, uh, last week used dick broom and also suggested a dirty battle hog. Come on. The show, quite stealing material. Quit stealing my material, you fuck stick. I mentioned both last summer. Fucking figure it out. Fucking little muffin. Probably from Ontario as well. People got to step the game up here. So fucking hack. Do I have to start a GoFundMe page to get said skiddly troll on a pod? Who's skiddly troll? Not entirely sure how you can make that happen. Some fucking meth-reliant cock fiend should be easy enough to find in Cowtown. With that being said... Go fuck your hat. Fuck you, Potsy. Stop making so much sand and all the other shithawks. Send in better hate. Hate mail about the hate mail. That is fun. That is fun. You don't get that. Actually, we get that quite often on this show. 
We get that quite often. People writing in saying, this fucking guy writing in last week, what a jackass. But that's good. That means people are paying attention. That's what it's all about. Dear, all right, our final, our final piece. Dear Uncle fucking Hack, I just wanted to start off by saying your Patreon, uh, your Patreon content gets me through my f- through the fucking day. Jesus, I am feeling it. I just wanted to start off by saying your Patreon content gets me through the fucking day, worth every fucking penny, and the cheap cunts that won't pay for it are losing out big time. Well, I appreciate that. Anyways, I've written in before and based uh, and bashed on Dick Frost. I think that four-eyed fucking midget cunt can fuck off, and I will always think that, and I wish I could hire him just to fire his stupid wannabe fucking ass. He's a flamer, a faggot, the king of queers. By the way, you know what song is one of the greatest songs ever, and I listen to it every morning on the way to the bush, is... Fucking one in a million by Guns N' Roses. I'm sure you know it. I would fucking hope you do. Immigrants and faggots make no sense to me. One of the greatest fucking lyrics and near end and near the ending. I'm a small town white boy just trying to make ends meet. Fucking beautiful. No one talks about that song because I would offend everybody. Keep up the pods and hopefully see you in BC soon. D hurry. Well, thank you for that. Some of these you'd probably think that I write myself. And I I wish I could. I wish I, you know, I wish I would just take the time to write these myself. But I don't, unfortunately. Anyways, extra episode on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash DangerCat69. Head on over. It's for the cost of a beer a month. You can... Uh, for the cost of a beer in a strip club, you can have an extra, fuck, like three, four episodes in audio and video format. Patreon.com slash DangerCat69. Great way to support the pod. If you don't want to support the pod, that's fine too. But just know that somewhere in the deep depths of hell, you will be thrown into a synagogue. <laughs> And that's one way not to get booked ever again. Anyways, good night, everybody.